Launched back in 2011 after an 11-year hiatus in the tech industry. He's back in it now. He's got about 15 million users on his product. Uh, he's got thousands of logos using it. Um, 80% of the revenue coming from kind of what he defines as SMBs, less than 1,000 employees on those teams. They charge 30 bucks per year for the platform. They churn about 8 to 10% of their revenue each year. So healthy economics there as they look to scale with our team of 140 folks. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Darren Guccione. He is the CEO and co-founder of Keeper Security, the creator of Keeper, the world's most popular password manager and secure digital vault and Keeper Chat, the world's most secure messaging app for all your devices. The software is used globally by millions of people and thousands of businesses. All right, Darren, are you ready to take us to the top? Yes, I am. All right. Popular is a big word and my audience expects me to ask about it. So when you use the word popular, defend that. Why are you the most popular? Well, we have millions of users in over a hundred countries, so we, you know, we grow rapidly. We thousands of users a, a day are being added to the platform globally. It's it's fantastic. Okay, so like, I mean, do you know for sure you have more users or customers than like a LastPass or other people in your space? Um, we don't really compare to others, but I can say we have you know millions. Uh, we don't really know what you know other privately held companies have or don't have but we know what we have and so why do you, but, but, um, you but in know, order every, to be popular you have to be higher than somebody else right so that's why i asked the question more define your market for me right that's really what i'm asking is define your market sure so we sell to individuals and businesses we've got over 15 million people globally using our application we have you know thousands of companies using our product we began selling the business product about two years ago and have amassed, you know, uh, thousands, just several thousand over the past couple of years. We're traditionally private, so we don't um, typically disclose the exact number that we have. But I will tell you that um, based on what we see in terms of App Store, you know, data and App Store reviews, um, we have really the highest level of customer satisfaction, highest consumer ratings. And iOS, for example, we're a 4.9 out of 5, which is very rare for a security application. And uh, we really let the customers, you know, speak on our behalf in terms of how they evangelize the product and, and speak about, you know, their satisfaction and, and compliance with the product in terms of having it, you know, safeguard their most sensitive digital information. So, Darren, who, who is actually paying you? Is it a company and then they force all their employees to use you or does one employee start paying you? And before you know it, the whole company is using you. Well, on the consumer side, you know, we sell to individuals on app stores um, through the website as well. But. Um, so we have individuals paying us just for their personal lives. Um, and then we have employees that pay us and also expense it through their company. And third, we have the actual company that buys it for the benefit of their employees. So it can take it, its form in different ways. There's you know a multitude of ways to access the product. So you can buy it for yourself or the company can purchase it for you. Or like I said, we see employees purchase it and because their their company doesn't really sponsor it, um, sometimes they'll just pay for it themselves or they'll expense, you know, that through a report and send it to the company for reimbursement. Okay. Well, just for the sake of really understanding what you do, let's just stay then at the actual individual user level and and just uh, we'll understand that that user can be by themselves, part of a team or part of a team where this, the company actually sponsors it. But we'll just talk at that level for the interview for just so everyone can understand. So if, if someone listening right now wants this product and goes to the app store, um, what are they going to pay to download it from Apple or Android or wherever you're at? So $30 per year and it covers unlimited devices. 
Okay, got it. 30 bucks per year, unlimited devices. And then I assume if you have a, a sales process where you're selling directly to, cust- to companies, if they buy, you know, a thousand seats, you'll maybe obviously wiggle down on that $30 price point for volume discounts. Yeah. So we'll start at 30 for, you know, really SMBs. And then if you need more advanced provisioning tools, you know, things like Active Directory, more sophisticated so architectures, we'll pay $45 per user per year. And so, uh, yeah, it, it can escalate. We also sell a family plan. We sell add-ons like secure digital file storage or something new called BreachWatch, uh, which is a fantastic solution that protects you from the dark web. And then we also sell uh, things like, you know, I mentioned secure digital file storage. And then we have something called Keeper Chat, which is an encrypted messaging application. So it starts with password management, and then we layer in additional security solutions that are all really focused around preventing a data breach. Yep. And do do those additional, obviously, product lines allow you to drive revenue from 30 bucks a year to 35 to 40 to 50 over time? Yeah. So we, you know, typically people start at $30 and then they start adding to the solution so they can layer in additional services that they find of benefit to them. But we try to really price it value so that the product is highly affordable. Um, You know, you're protecting sometimes millions of dollars in digital assets, right? Because it's your identity, it's your bank account, social media, email, et cetera. And we try to price it very reasonably so that, again, millions of people can, you know, access the system and and the software for themselves or their companies. Put this on a timeline for us. When did you launch the company? 2011. 2011. And and let us in your personal life a little bit. I mean, where were you? Did you just leave corporate or, I mean, where were you at? I've been a serial entrepreneur most of my life. So, um, you know, started my first company in my 20s with my partner, Craig Lurie. Uh, That was acquired by CNET Networks. And and this, you know, just bringing us fast forward, it's uh, our third technology company. You hope you get better at it as you go along. But uh, it's our third one. Yeah. And it's it's been the best. Uh, The ride's been amazing. Um, But I have an interesting background. You know, my background is really like a bean counter smashed with an engineer. So I'm a CPA. Uh, I've got an undergrad in industrial mechanical engineering. And uh, typically that's so different than, you know, going into software. But I've been running and building software companies really most of my professional life. And um, for about 15 years, I took a break and focused on really uh, real estate development. Oh, interesting. So I did real estate development. Yeah, I did um, real estate finance and development for like high-end residential resort, hotel uh, properties and did that for about 15 years, um, as well as a lot of tax structuring and tax planning. And then I got back into technology about just about 11 years ago, full time. So I've been doing, um, this is my latest venture, uh, which is keeper security with my partner, Craig Lurie. And, uh, you know, it's our third company together and, and we think it's, you know, the greatest thing that we've done really since the start of our technology career. So fill the team out for us. So it's you and Craig and how many others today? Um, today it's about 140. Okay. So we've grown a lot. You know, in the past couple of years, we've really almost quintupled the size of our business. We were roughly 35 people, and we decided to launch our B2B and enterprise business, and that has really driven a lot of the growth and just expanding the whole cybersecurity offering with our individual users as well. You know, getting into other things aside from just password management, really focused on the prong with um, preventing a data breach. So where are all the different things and tools that you should be using to really, you know, protect yourselves, whether it be from the dark web or with passwords or secure file storage or encrypted messaging. If a hacker gets their hands on your smartphone, 
tablet or computer, you really want to make sure that you have a, a multitude of different tools um, that are protecting you and safeguarding you against an attack. And Darren, have you guys built this up uh, kind of the harder but more respectable bootstrapped way or did you guys go out and raise capital? Yeah, we haven't raised any outside investment capital yet. So this was bootstrapped and uh, I seed funded the company and never looked back. It's been a blessing. You know, we've taken a lot of the profits and we continue to reinvest in our growth. So you're breaking, then you, you operate basically a break even today then? No, no. We're, uh, we make um, really high profits. Yeah, we're a profitable business. Well, my uh, point is, though, if you flow. if you bring I'm going to make this up, if you bring 10 percent monthly to the bottom line, you're probably going to reinvest that next month to drive growth. Right. Or are you paying out like dividends or rev shares to employees? Yeah. So we have um, we do really what we call a discretionary bonus pool at the end of every year. So, yeah. So we pay out to our team members and would like to think that we're a pretty generous company in that regard. And so, uh, yeah, it's, it's privately held uh, majority owned by my partner and I. But we have, you know stock options. We've got the discretionary bonus pool. So um, we like to make sure we take care of our team and also leave, you know, ample working capital on the balance sheet to, you know, fuel the investment in our team and our growth. Yep. Um, I'd love to see, and there are a lot of people thinking about this, Madwire, JB Kellogg just came on. They just passed about 104 million bucks in ARR and he's doing this model where it's essentially, you know, they don't want IPO. They're hugely profitable. They just basically do rev share across their whole base. And everyone kind of models it differently. Some people, it's just, you know, the founders, there's a pool of, I'm making this up, 10 million bucks at the end of the year. You figure out on a one-on-one basis who to give what to. I mean, do you have a system for how to distribute this capital to your teammates at the end of the year? Or is it really just pull it out of your head? No, we, you know, the board meets, we figure out where our bonus pool is going to be. And then, you know, Craig and I really allocate, we lay out the entire employee roster and just, you know, go team member by team member and look at, you know, maybe what they did last year in terms of bonus. And we really lay it out methodically and go through, you know, each and every person on the team and say, okay, you know, what do we want this person to receive? And um, there's a lot of checks and balances with that. We take great care in making sure that each separate person is taken care of first. And then, you know, my partner and I um, are last in line. So we make sure that we take care of our team. You know, they always come first and, and whatever's left, you know, We'll um, we'll take it from there. How but. do you how do you avoid the inevitable conversation before everyone leaves on Christmas break? But after you've paid out the bonuses, where yeah. Joe talks to Sam and Joe realizes he got paid less than Sam, but Joe thinks he's smarter than Sam. Yeah, you know we haven't had that problem. You know I think people there's always a thing where you know sometimes people are going to discuss what others have received, but you know we try to let people know that you know. What's, what what A person gets versus B, we don't disclose that to anybody. We're not open like that, you know. Um, an individual employee's, you know, compensation to us is private. And with them, we hope that they keep it private. Um, we've never really had a situation where someone comes in and says, oh, my God, that person got a bonus that was higher than me. I'm upset about it. Yeah. Um, we just... We've never really had that happen. That's great. Very good. Um, churn in the spaces, you know, can be difficult. We've had LastPass. We've had Dashlane. We have a lot of your competitors on. Uh, what is your churn today and how do you manage it? Our churn is pretty low. I mean, on the consumer side, our churn is right around 8%. Okay, that's logo churn see, per month? No. So we, we charge uh, annual recurring subscription. So we do not do monthly subscription plans. We would only do annual. So we have about a 90 to 92%, you know, retention on our subscription plans, which is pretty high. And uh, we see about the same 
uh, in the SMB channel as well. So, you know, 90 plus percent renewal rates. Okay. So across your entire, across your entire customer base, really 90% plus retention rates annually, meaning you'll churn up to 10% of the revenue each year. Yeah. Okay. That's not horrible. Now, do you have an expansion machine where, you know, like expansion is 20 or 30% year over year or not really? Um, expansion. Yeah. So we, we have, you know, pretty strong expansion metrics. Um, you know, we don't disclose what those are, but I will tell you that, um, we're really, we're really, I think, capable in terms of what we do with expanding, you know, ARPU, which is the metric that we look at on consumer. And then in terms of ASP on the enterprise side and the count sizes, um, within the first six months, we see significant expansion, uh, especially on the B2B product. What's significant? I mean, are we talking 120%, 180%? no, no, I'm saying, you know, if you look at, um, it would be, I'll, I'll say it's over 50% of the accounts that you sign up will start expanding, adding more employees to the platform or buying additional services. So it's, um, it's great to see that, you know, companies are taking cybersecurity seriously and they're addressing it more pervasively. Yeah. So, you know, before it used to be, you know, most mainly for the IT department. Now we're seeing more enterprise-wide deployments. Yep. Uh, Darren, we're running out of time here, but last few questions. Um, When you do sign up a team, typically in that first year, I mean, are you signing up 10 of their employees or a thousand or a million? I just want to get a sense of kind of where you're playing. Yeah, we uh, we don't disclose the average number of employees per plan, but typically um, the buyer in our business will be in IT and then it'll expand either from the IT department out or, you know, maybe it's HR, accounting, finance. Yeah, but Darren, um, sorry, I just, all I'm trying to do, so I just gave a massive range. I said 10 employees or a million. I mean, you can give me some range here. I'm trying to understand if you're kind of small, mid or enterprise kind of sales. Um, 85% of our business is to SMB. Yeah, but I, I know I, see, but S, S, SMB is a label. I'm yeah. trying to understand how you actually define that. So are you talking 10 employees or less, 100 employees or less, 500 or less? Yeah, so SMB for us is under 1,000. Okay, good. Okay, good. So 80% of your new signups are teams that are less than 1,000. Correct. Okay, that's great. And is that usually um, coming from um, bottom up or it's the IoT guy finds you and signs up all 1,000 at once? When you say bottom up, can you please explain? Sure. Bottom mean? up means one of the people on the IOT team installed you at their when they were on vacation with their family one day. They went back and told their boss, we all need to use this. And then before you know it, you're moving to a thousand person plan. It's been both. So we, we you know, we see upstream deals like that where individual user who used this for, you know, three years decides to go to his company and say, wow, we should really consider this for the entire organization. We also market that way, you know, more of an upstream approach, um, which we call grassroots. So we'll market to the existing individual user base. And then additionally, um, you know, we'll do a lot of, you know, digital marketing. Uh, We have a lot of inbound lead gen that comes in where people have never used the application. So we see both and, and we handle it that way. And then last question here. So you said, I, and correct me if this is wrong, you said at the top of the show, you have about 15 million total free and paid users on the account, on the platform? Yes. Okay. And uh, and of those 15 million... Over, over that, yeah. Okay, over 15 million. Of, yeah. of those 15 or over those 15 million, how many are actually on a paid plan? Yeah, we don't disclose that Okay. to the public. Is, is, are you generally, you know, others have disclosed it. So I know kind of what's average or, or would you say you're generally above yeah, average or 
would you say you're generally above average or below average? Um, we're leading. Yeah, but see, how do you, <laughs> you, you can't know if you're leading or no, not. Because, if you yeah, don't, if, I, I do know. How do I you do know? know? I just, well, I know because I know what the metrics are with the other businesses, but how many paying, I, how many paying customers does LastPass have? Why, why do you want me to disclose that? I, well, I have them on. I know the number. The only way that you would know if you're leading yeah, is if you I'm know. I'm not going to look. I'm not going to get into a debate with you about it. I'm not going to no, no, disclose. No, Darren, it to you. I don't want. Uh, just to be clear, I'm not pushing you to disclose. But when no, someone but comes on, no, no, don't. Okay, I'm telling you now, don't disclose. But what I'm going to say is, you can't come on and say you're the best or have the top when you don't know what I'm everyone. Not saying, I'm not saying I'm the best. You just said you're the, the top. Best. You said most popular. No, I'm not saying I'm the best. I'm not saying I'm the best. I, I can say. You can go to the app store and look at our rating and you can compare our rating with one of the other competitors more than welcome to do that. And okay, I'm but that's saying different. That saying you have the best rating is saying your rating is the highest is very different than saying you have the most users or the most paying customers. I don't know what you're asking me. You said you asked me if we're the best. I'm just giving you a metric. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm asking questions based off what you tell me. And what you said was right, but you asked me, you asked me how many paid users do we have? And you said and no. I'm saying, and, and I I'm moved saying, on. No, I'm saying we don't disclose that. And then what did you say right after that? I have no idea. I don't, I don't know. You said. I'm just answering your questions. No, no. I'm going off what you tell me, Darren. And what you said right after that was you're at the top. You said, you know, you're the best. And I said, how do you know that? What's LastPass's customer count? And you said, well, I'm not telling you that. I know what they are. And the only way you know if you're at the top or the best on that metric is if you knew those data. So what I can say, and I don't know this because they're on my phone in front of me, but what you're saying is you have the highest rating on all these platforms where people can download. Is that accurate? That I've seen. I mean, it's uh, it's a it's it's highly rated. It's four point nine out of five. I think that's pretty high. If you look at go to the app store and just pull it up yourself. Um, look at our ranking versus the other products. I mean, I'm not here to like bash. I'm just here to answer questions. No, no, Darren, no, I, I like, though. I like data, not, not, not I when understand. you say things like popular no, or top or best or most downloaded. No I like data. Here. There's no antidotes, but you have to understand something. We're privately held. We're somewhat guarded in the terms of the data. You've asked me about compensation. You asked me how I pay my employees. You've asked me how many customers we have. You asked me how much, you know, how many are paid. I didn't realize that the interview was going to be, you know, a data harvesting session at our company. Darren, have I'm you listened? Have you listened? Have you listened to any other episodes? I have not. Okay, so that's your fault, right? Because we've done three thousand no, interviews. So not, we've done we've done three thousand interviews. Fault. No, no. But yeah, my but, point is, know, my point is, I'm going to be respectful yeah. of data points that you say you don't want to share. I'm not pushing you on customer count. I asked. You said no, yeah. and I moved on. Thank you. But but that's when you good. then but then when you use verbs and adjectives like top, best, or most popular, I'm going to quantify those. I can't let you just d run away with that without understanding what you mean. So what I'm saying, what I'm hearing you say, and I'm going to make sure I get this right, is you're the highest ranked on the on these plat these downloaded platforms, and that's what you were intending to say. Is that accurate? Well, it's not what I intended to say. It's what I said. Okay. Is it true? Just, are are you the highest? You, the facts. you have yeah, a highest rating than last. You have a highest rating than last past in Dashlane on the App Store. On the iOS app store, yes. Great, awesome. Let's wrap up here with much easier questions. Famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? I don't have a. I don't have a. I would say my favorite. There's several, but I do like 
The Art of Worldly Wisdom by Baltazar Gracian. It I was wouldn't call art, it a business, Art of Wisdom, you said? Art of Worldly Wisdom worldly. by Baltazar Gracian. Worldly Wisdom. Okay, great. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Several. I would say I like Larry Ellison. I've read Steve Jobs, the book. Uh, Number three, what's your favorite, what's your favorite online tool for building your business? For building our business, uh, I'd say the one that we use the most is probably workflow products from Atlassian. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? I'll say. You cut out how many? Six. Six, great. And what's your situation? Can married? You okay? Yep, married, single, kiddos. Married with kids. Oh, very good. And la- uh, how old are you? 49. 49. Last question, Darren. Take us back 29 years. What do you wish your 20 year old self knew? I don't really think about it like that. My 20 year old self was, I'd say a lot different. I was uh, the lead singer of a rock band at 20. Anything you wish you knew, anything you wish you knew back then? I would say, I think the most important thing is really treat time as the most precious thing that you have. Don't waste time. Guys, don't waste time. It is precious. Keeper Security launched back in 2011 after an 11-year hiatus in the tech industry. He's back in it now. He's got about 15 million users on his product. Uh, he's got thousands of logos using it. Um, 80% of the revenue coming from kind of what he defines as SMBs, less than 1,000 employees on those teams. They charge 30 bucks per year for the platform. They churn about 8 to 10% of their revenue each year. So healthy economics there as they look to scale with our team of 140 folks. Darren, thanks for taking us to the top. Thank you.